you're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. And as usual, we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania. And you can catch us on 87.6, um, 87.8 or 88.0. And uh, you can also catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, which is uh, faithfm.com.au. And uh, you can also catch up on previous Taz Encounters episodes on the, um, from the Faith FM app or the website. Um, so today we have Rako uh, Chelet joining us from Bernie. And um, every Wednesday, Rako joins us. And um, he'll be continuing with this series of programs titled um, 3MJ, where the 3M stand for Movement, Message, and Mission, and J standing for Jesus. Um, so the 3MJ is Movement, message and uh, mission of Jesus. Uh, welcome, Rako. How are you today? Good, thank you, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a... It's not very cold, but it's just not as warm as yesterday, I can say. I just love warm weather. But it's a, it's a beautiful day regardless, and um, we thank God for everything. And uh, Rako, how's your week been so far? Uh, it's actually been a bit busy. Uh, on the weekend, uh, my wife and I went to King Island. Uh, there's a church there. And uh, on Sunday, it was good. Uh, went around and visited uh, a number of people. Then came back on Monday and was pretty busy. Uh, usually when I would go to King Island, uh, on the Monday when I come back, I would uh, take a, take it easy a bit. But no, I um, I actually uh, worked and I remember in the afternoon I went and visited a lady that's 98 uh, in a nursing home and I felt wow. a bit tired yeah. but it was a privilege to go and visit her um, and uh, she's doing yeah, she, her, her, as I say her marbles or her brain is still very active and working well maybe her physical body is not as good anymore mm. but yeah she's she's still quite active that's very impressive I wonder if it's because she had healthy food or <laughs> sometimes I wonder how people get to live that long. I mean, anyway, that's a blessing. And um, so, Rako, I, w- I just thought of this question. Um, has anyone, what is the best advice someone has said to you? Uh, there's actually a few things that come to my mind. Uh, probably the one that always comes to my mind is especially working in ministry it's not always easy there's challenges there's difficulty and yeah I I make mistakes and when I do stand up puff up your chest and keep on moving forward Mm. Um, and uh, sometimes we keep on holding on to the past but stand up puff up your chest keep on moving forward I remember another time when I worked in South Korea in the mission field there with my wife mm-hmm. and uh, there was an issue there was a problem and there was a Nigerian man that said this to me he said your problem is my problem my problem is Jesus problem therefore no more problem <laughs> mm. and it's just giving all your cares over to God and trusting in him and then Another piece of advice, so there's not just one, but another piece of advice is it's always stuck with me Mm -hmm. Um, when I left home. Mm -hmm. uh, I was 22, and uh, my father always, he always said this to me, Raiko, whatever you do in in life, three things. Uh, Number one, work hard. Number two, have the will to do it. And number three, have fun. Mm. 
and uh, and that's great advice um, in a work environment have fun mm. now there are times and this is a reality that uh, whatever job we do there are things that we don't like to do that's true <laughs> Um, but we got to push f- through that and, and still try and be positive, optimistic about mm. that. Now, you've asked me about, um, you know, what's the best advice that I've ever received. What about you, Tabitha? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, before I give my side up, I will just comment and say that it's really important to do a job that you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's the best advice I've received is to be myself. Um, someone said, be yourself, the world will adjust or adapt. Um, and that is, I, understand, I really, really feel like that is very important, especially for young people to know and um, to actually you know, act on it because, you know, there's just so much pressure to fit in and to be accepted and you just end up doing wrong things, things you're not happy with and you just can't have that happiness from inside or that peace of mind. Mm. So, yeah, it, I feel like it's really important that you be yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, Tabitha. Yeah, and just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, you can text us with any questions, any comments, and any feedback. And you can also tell us the best advice that someone has given to you. Um, text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So, Rako, where should we go from here? Um, should we say a prayer first before? Yeah, let's have a prayer. Can you do that for us, Tabitha, please? Sure. Um, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for your blessings. And uh, we also thank you for Rako, um, who is about to present your message. And we pray that the Holy Spirit may guide him um, as he shares your word. And for us listeners, Father, I pray that you help us to listen to what Rako has to share. And uh, may the Holy Spirit help us to understand and internalize it and um, put it into practice in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. The title of this episode is uh, Jesus' Final Week, and we're looking at the days of Noah and the days of Lot. So that's the title, the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And last time we looked at the parable of the fig tree. So the Bible verses in relation to what we're looking at today is found in Matthew 24, Mm -hmm. verse 36 to 44, Mark 13, verses 32 to 37, Luke 17, verses 22 to 37, and Luke chapter 21, verses 34 to 36. And what we're going to do is we're just going to read these Bible verses, comment, and hopefully uh, we'll make some application, and uh, I think it will be the end of the episode. So there's, there's a bit that we need to cover, and uh, Matthew 24, verse 36. Can you start us off, Tabitha, please, and read that for us? Sure. The title is, No One Knows the Day or the Hour. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Thank you. So I'll pause you there. (laughs) (laughs) So here in the beginning, it says, it talks about the second coming. And it says, no one knows the day nor the hour. And throughout history, uh, people have speculated and uh, they've... 
they've given calculations. Well, God's going to come, or Jesus is going to come back and back on such and such day. Have you ever heard people say that, maybe, Tabitha? Um, uh, I'm not, not, not really. I just, I've had people asking when, when, when this, when will Jesus come? But no, I don't think I've had people give specific days, no. We, we don't know exactly when Jesus will come, but we know there are signs mm. proceeding before his coming. And uh, I, I remember when I lived in South Korea, there were people who believed uh, Jesus was going to return back in the year 1964. Mm. And you might be going, well, how did they get to that? It's interesting in the Bible, there is a prophecy known as a 2300 uh day prophecy and in Bible prophecy a day equals a year so it's 2300 year prophecy and this is based on Daniel 8.14 and so they said okay this time period began in the year 457 BC and Seventh-day Adventists teach that and it terminates and ends in the year 1844 and it all has to do with the heavenly sanctuary and so these people in South Korea said okay 1844 will add 120 years to that and the reason they added 120 years was how long did Noah preach? Mm, 120 days was it? Well 120 years. Oh. Okay. It's easy to preach for 120 days. Well not necessarily but 120 years that's the longest evangelistic campaign. A- and they added 120 years to 1844, and they came to 1964. Well, guess what? It's 2021, and Jesus has not returned yet. Mm-hmm. You know, no one knows the day nor the hour. And in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, you read there how the disciples came together, and they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But Jesus said something interesting here in Matthew 24, verse 37. He said, um, as the days of someone, so it will be when it comes with the coming of the Son of Man. Okay, What days is that according to the Bible, Tabitha? The days of Noah. The days of Noah. And when I mention Noah to you, what's some of the first thoughts or uh, things that come to your mind? Um, is that to do with his attributes, like characteristics? or? I, I, I'm actually very grateful that you did mention characteristics and attributes because most people think about the flood and the ark, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's the first thing that will come into your mind, yeah. I think most of you, but you, you I think you, you hit the nail on the top. I might uh, think. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think it's important to understand the attributes, the characteristics of Noah, especially as that relates to God's people at the end of time before Christ comes back again. And, and I see that already our time has uh, passed in this first section, and I think you have a song for us. I do. Um, it's called It's Time to Get Ready by by Malvinas Penland. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it seems a feel so well will keep on going on and I can get so comfortable place my home Remind me Lord that there is more 
than just the things I see. To fix my eyes on Jesus and follow faithfully. It's time to get ready. Today is all that we have. We can see the signs are happening just as the Bible says. So don't get caught unaware. Now is the time to prepare. God is calling me and calling you to live for Him today. To put aside distractions and the things that lead us away. To really read our Bibles and Devote ourselves to prayer To know our dear friend Jesus For He is always there It's time to get ready Today is all that we have We can see the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught to get ready It's time to get ready Today is all that we have We can see the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught unaware Now is the time to prepare It's time This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was um, It's Time to Get Ready by Malvina Spenland. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with Rako Chelich. And uh, Rako is talking about the days of Noah. And uh, before we continue, I'd like to encourage our listeners to text us the best advice that someone has given to you. Um, yeah, what's the f- best advice that someone has given to you that has changed your life or that you actually you know, felt like it was really good or you needed to hear at that time? Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, we'd like to hear from you. And we also have a free offer, and the, it's a book called Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White. And um, it's a very, very precious book. We'll give you more information about the book later on. Um, Rako, before we went for the break, you said that the... Um, 
the coming of um, the son of man will be like the days of Noah. Um, what else do you have to say about that? Or what do you mean by that? Um, sometimes we use a word called antediluvians. And that means uh, people who lived before the flood. And in Matthew 24, verse 38, we see what the people were like before the flood. What were some of the things that we see there, Tabitha? Can you remind us, please? Um, they were eating, they were drinking, um, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage. In short, they were just living life. You know? Yeah, they were living. And both had. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I enjoy eating. Okay, I, do. I really do. Um, but, you know, the Bible also talks about uh, overeating, gluttony, and they were drinking. And we're not talking here about drinking water. We're, we're talking here about, uh, yeah, intoxication, liquor, um, even though it doesn't say it like that. But when I read the context here, they're just, as you said, they're living life. Uh, they're marrying. They're giving in marriage. So there's sexual perversion. There is um, sexual immorality that is taking place here. And then in verse 39, I think you read verse 39, but I would like you to read that again, please. Um, and, did, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Thank you. So let me ask you a question. The ones that have been taken away, who are they? The people. Okay, which people? The righteous people or the wicked people? Um, It was... I know it was all the people except Noah and his family who were already in the um, ark. So I don't know if there were any righteous people there. It's hard to know because if they were, then they would have entered the ark. Yes, that's right. Uh, and so the ones that have been taken away are the ones that were lost. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because this will help us now as we read the next two Bible verses. Can you please read verse 40 and 41, please? Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken um, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. So in verse 40, it talks about these two men. They're in the field, and that word field means they're in the countryside. There's, they're doing, uh, or they're on a piece of land, a farm. That's how it can be translated also uh, in the Greek. One's going to be taken, and the other one's going to be left. So let me ask you the question, uh, which one is the righteous one and which one is the unrighteous or wicked one? The one that's been taken or the one that's been left? Um, I, I'm not sure, but I will, I'm thinking the righteous one is taken and the wicked left. Ah, this is where a lot of people make this mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so don't feel bad now, um, uh, because I remember when I was in the U.S. a few years ago visiting some people in um, Los Angeles. Um, I was there in California just doing some presentations, and we went and visited a home, and this um, it was... Adventist people, but their daughter went to a to a uh, Sunday church, and she came back, and she had this question about uh, a secret rapture, um, where people will use this passage of scripture and say, "When Christ comes back again, He's coming secretly," and there will be those who will be taken. And when you're taken, oh, only your clothes is left, uh, and then there's seven years of tribulation, and they base this on Daniel chapter nine, the last week, and it's really. Um, 
Bible verses have been taken out of context. So here it says two men will be in the field. One will be taken. Based on the previous passage, who was taken away? A righteous person or a wicked person? Oh, a wicked a wicked person, right? So we compare scripture with scripture. So in verse 40, when it says that one of them will be taken and the other one is left, the one that's taken is the one that is lost. Okay? And the one that's left is the righteous one. And so it's the same principle we see in verse 41 when it comes to the two women. Verse 42, can you please read that? Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You know, this is probably the main point as we're going to study Matthew 24 and 25. It's to watch. You know, there's people that calculate sometimes the coming of Christ and they speculate. But the main point is preparation. It's to watch. Mm -hmm. And here it says, watch when it comes to um, no one knows the day nor the hour. Um, But it says here, what hour your Lord is coming. You know, that word for hour means day, hour, instant, season. Um, Where to watch, be ready. Uh, And to watch means to keep awake, to be vigilant and to be watchful. And I want to share this with you. Mm -hmm. Um, It says here, this is coming from the SDA Bible Commentary, it says the admonitions to take heed, and you read this in Matthew 24, verse 4, and to watch constitute the theme of the chapter. And so Jesus shares six parables, and uh, it's the parable of the porter, and all of this is about being alert and being watchful. You've got the parable of the porter or the doorkeeper, Then there's also a parable of the master of the house in Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew 24, you've got uh, the faithful and unfaithful servants. Okay, it's another parable. And then in Matthew 25, you've got the ten virgins. Okay, again, it's about watching there. It's going to mention. Then you've got the parable of the talents. Again, it's about watching again. And then the sheep and the goats. So there's these six parables, and it's all related to watching. And then please read verse 43. But know this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Mm. It mentions here about the master of the house. If he was ready, the thief you know, would not have broken in. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- have you ever stolen something and you didn't get caught? Yes, but it is uh, something very insignificant (laughs) (laughs) at home. You know what's interesting? You said yes, and you were very quick to say but. And to me, it seems like you were justifying your um, stealing. (laughs) Uh, That's what it sounds like. But I was just trying to make it look like I'm not a thief. (laughs) (laughs) So, So when someone is going to steal something, are they going to tell you in advance, I'm coming along and I'm going to steal this or that? No. The answer is not. No. So... When it says here Jesus is going to come like a thief, um, the whole thing is that people have been warned prior, but they've also chosen not to accept. They've chosen not to believe. And so Jesus is going to come unexpectedly to them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so uh, I know in my life uh, I've stolen a number of times. I, I've even stolen money from my parents. Bought basketball cards. Uh, I've stole chocolates in a box in a French class. Never got caught by the teacher. Um, uh, you know, for me, I, I still remember in Taiwan I bought this beautiful big yellow giant bike. Okay, the brand name is Giant. It's much cheaper there because Taiwan makes giants, and yet. I will never forget. I came out of the gym and it was it, the 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 chain was cut, um, oh. and and to this very day, uh, to this very day, I still wondered who stole my bike. And that was in the beginning. I was about six weeks into my missionary field there with my wife, and uh, we didn't have that much money. It was stolen. And for the remaining two years I was there, I was always, you know, looking in the streets. Where's my bike? Where's my bike? <laughs> So when I get to heaven one day, I'll find out. Hopefully, the person has <laughs> repented <laughs> and given their life to the Lord. But you know what? Let me just go on a bit further about this. This is getting off topic. Mm-hmm. I remember this happened to me on Friday. Uh, I wasn't planning to share this, but it came back to mind. And the chain, the, sorry, the chain was broken. And a few days later, mm-hmm. on a Monday, I went uh, to a prison and I spoke to about 150 uh, prisoners at one time. I spoke in English. It was translated in Chinese. And I knew prior to the time that the majority of them that were there were in there because of theft and stealing. Oh, no. And I remember taking my chain and showing them my chain and saying, my bike got stolen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all laughed. Um, so I only spoke to about 150 of them, and uh, the whole prison had about 2,300. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they all laughed. But then I remember preaching and saying to them, the majority of you are in here because of theft. And then I I shared a story with them how there was a thief who stole a big black bag. He thought there was money in it, but he found a big black book called the Bible and his life changed. And I gave an appeal. And to this day, Tabitha, with, you know, uh, it's the best sermon I've ever preached in my life in that prison. Mm. Yeah. And, and I still ask myself the question from time to time, because remember, this is Taiwan, they're Buddhist, and I wonder, has it made a difference for these people? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I hope that when I get to heaven one day, there will be people in there. And I believe that day it was like Peter on the day of Pentecost who, who preached boldly, but he couldn't do it by himself, but it was with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think at the same time, you know, we're doing all of these things today because we want to hear that we want to see the message go out there and, and, and people to accept Jesus. And, you know, um, why not be passionate about talking to others, especially about the blessed hope Jesus is coming soon, and we are to be watchful and prayerful. Mm, indeed. Um, just to remind our listeners to text us the best advice you've ever received from someone. We'd like to hear from you. So text us um, to, to 0488-880-891 what's the best advice someone has ever given to you. Uh, we're going to listen to this song. And uh, this song is called God Moves in a Mysterious Way by the Lockwoods. Steps in 
you're listening to Tazin Counties and uh, you're with Draco Chalet today and he is talking about the second coming of the Son of Man, which is in comparison to the days of Noah. And um, um, we read a couple of verses before we went for a break where Amdrako um, talked about um, the wicked being taken away and the righteous being um, left. What else do you have to share in this section, Draco? I just want to say something uh, when it comes to our listener question you know the question is posed what's the best advice you ever received and uh, I, I did have a quick look on Google <laughs> what are the best uh, best phrases or best sayings and advice and the first thing that popped up was a was a phrase from Benjamin Franklin and I thought it was pretty funny it <laughs> says wise men don't need advice fools won't take it <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny it and, was and, funny sorry Rago <laughs> yeah yeah L- let's move on um, uh, can I just share someone has texted in yes um, Christina has said be kind to one another spoken from my elderly dad on his hospital bed that's a very very beautiful advice and it's the best thing you can do to someone. Be kind. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Christina. You. And, and you can see in that message there, it's quite personal, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the Bible says, you are my disciples if you love one another. You know, be kind to one another. Yeah, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. Uh, we're going to skip Mark 13, verses 32 to 37, because it always seems our time goes too fast. Uh, I do want to make a point in Matthew 24 um, and verse 44. It does talk about be also ready. And in that whole chapter, we see that there's this uh, trio of admonition or counsel. In verse 4, it talks about take heed. In verse 42, it talks about watch. In verse 44, it talks about ready. And... The question is asking, am I taking heed? Am I being aware? Uh, Am I also watching? Am I ready? Am I being really prepared for the coming of Jesus Christ? So let's go to Luke chapter 17 and verse 22. And uh, the Bible says this. I'll start us off. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there, do not go after them or follow them. This is talking about false messiahs. Mm. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day, which we read in Matthew 24 as well. Verse 25, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation or this time period. Jesus is kind of giving a little footnote here and he's saying the Son of Man is going to be rejected. And this is really prophesying, he's prophesying here about his death on the cross. Hmm. Then in verse 26, can you please read that for us? And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. Should I continue? Yeah, please read verse 27 too. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. So we see here it's pretty much similar as in uh, Matthew 24. They ate, they drank, and it says here not just marrying, but they married wives. Mm. And this is plural. Mm. Uh, there's, there's, we know that before the flood occurred, there was what we call polygamy, where one man has more than one wife. Mm. 
uh, God never endorsed that. You know, he, he we read in Genesis chapter two: a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know Tabitha, you're not married, right? No, I'm not yet. <laughs> okay, I'm married, and all I can say is one wife is more than enough. <laughs> um, but. Yes, this was one of the issues, one of the problems. And I know in some countries, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, in some of the African countries, Mm -hmm. you have people that have more than one wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Bible talks about, it's very clear that uh, the definition of a marriage is between one man and one woman. And so here we see the sexual immorality, uh, sexual perversion. And then verse 28 it says likewise. Likewise means similar. Okay, similar to the days of Noah. Can you please read verse 28 and 29, please? Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they, brought, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and dis- destroyed them all. So notice there's some added things here mentioned about the days of Lot. And what we see is you have the days of Noah. It occurred before the flood. The days of Lot happened after the flood. But guess what? History is repeating itself. Things have not changed. And there are things added here which Jesus didn't say about the days of Noah, but I still believe it could have happened in the days of Noah. For example, it says here, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Mm. And, and you know what's interesting? When we think about some of these things, uh, no, I'll come back to that later on, later on in the next section, I think. Mm. But let's just, uh, uh, let's just continue reading here. Verse 30 says, Even so, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed? In that day, who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back and remember Lot's wife's uh, wife. So it mentions here about the goods. And we see here that also in the days of Lot, materialism was an issue as well. Mm. Are you there? And uh, Yes, I'm here. I guess we just dropped out for a minute. But uh, I, I want to just talk about some of these things uh, further. Um, Let's go to Luke chapter 21, please. Luke chapter 21. Mm -hmm. And here it also talks about um, things that are going to happen before Christ comes back again. It's in relation to what we're talking about. And can you read Luke chapter 21 and verse 34? And the title is The Importance of Watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with the carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Thank you. So here it says... Take heed in the beginning, and it says, lest your hearts be weighed down. What do, what do you think that means? Your hearts are being weighed down. Mm. My, by the cares of this world. <laughs> okay, the heart has to do with uh, the, the feelings, the thoughts, 
the mind. Mm. You know, it's weighed down. I looked up this word weighed down in the Greek. It can also mean to overcharge. You're having too much. Mm. Okay, that's what it means to overcharge. You know, you charge something, you charge, uh, but you can maybe overcharge it too much. Mm. And here it's saying carousing. And carousing simply means there's a headache from intoxication or drunkenness. Um, drunkenness is an issue and also the cares of this life. And I don't know about you, Tabitha, but I, th- I sometimes feel like even though I know the, the theory, don't worry, I keep on sometimes worrying a little bit too much. Mm. It's hard not to worry, honestly, sometimes. And and I can easily say, well, go to Matthew chapter 6, and from verse 25 to 34, it talks about do not worry, do not worry. Uh, At the end of that passage of Scripture, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added uh, to you. And then it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and in Luke 12, it talks about the same thing. Um, don't worry, do not fear. And then in Luke 12, verse 29, it says, And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Mm-hmm. And in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Luke here also mentions how, uh, it, it mentions here in verse 35, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. It will come as a snare, the coming of Jesus. It will come as a trap mm. um, to all those. We also know that uh, Snares come from the devil, and he has his agents, and we know that he's going to impersonate the coming of Christ. And the book of Psalms says, keep me from the snares. But it says here to watch and also to pray, and prayer is part of preparation. Mm. Okay, we are about to go to another break, but I just want to give some information about our offer for today, which is the book, Patriarchs and Prophets. And, um, sorry, <clears throat> this book covers the sweeping panorama of human history from the creation of earth to the reign of Israel's King David. And the author of the book, who is Ellen White, it describes the role of our planet in the cosmic conflict between right and wrong, truth and error. And she describes the tragic rebellion that took place in heaven many thousands of years ago and makes plain that this coming conflict between Satan and God affects each person who lives on earth. And this book shows how this conflict worked itself out in the lives of men and women in the Old Testament times. Um, This is a very special book. We've been giving it away, but it's because we want everyone to get it. Um, and we'll give you the codes to claim the book after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, Pray On by Malita Paul. Looking 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Pray On by Malita Fong. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Draco Chelet. And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim today's offer, which is the book Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White. And the code for to claim that book is 3MJ6. 3MJ number 6 no space in between text 3MJ6 to 0488880891 and I will get that book Patriarchs and Prophets sent to you. Um, Rako, I believe we are in the last section and we don't have much time left so how would you like to finish off? You know we talked about the days of Noah and the days of Lot and to truly understand that we need to go back to the Old Testament and I just want to mention a few points and then we'll finish. When it comes to the days of Noah leading up to it we see that there is already a progression of sin. It would have been nice to open up the Bible uh, in Genesis 3, 4 and 6 and just see the progression of sin. Uh, for example in Genesis 3, 6 you see that there's already disobedience. Uh, Adam and Eve ate from the forbidden uh, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, in Genesis 3, 11 to 12, we already see the attitude of blaming others. Genesis 4, verses 4 and 5, we see disrespect, disobedience, jealousy and pride. Cain was disrespectful and selfish in, in his way. He didn't offer up the, the right sacrifice to God. In Genesis 4, 8, we see murder and killing. Cain killed his brother Abel. This is early in the Bible. This is the progression of sin even before we get to the days of Noah. In Genesis 4.9, we see Cain lies to God. Am I my brother's keeper? Where is my brother? There's deception. There's lies. Almost an attitude of also no remorse. In Genesis 4 verse 19, you have Lamech. He has more than one wife. This is polygamy, um, sexual immorality, greed, coveting. Uh, in Genesis 4 verse 23, Lamech killed someone and it's almost as though he is justifying his action, excusing his actions for the murder, for the violence. In Genesis 6 verse 1 and 2, you have the sons of men, which are uh, the descendants of Seth, and uh, they get involved with the daughters of men, which is the descendants of Cain. So there is um, the attitude of uh, unequally yoked into marriage and compromise. Uh, in Genesis 6 verse Verse 5 and 11, uh, this is before the flood. There's wickedness, there's thoughts that are evil, the mind is corrupt, there is violence. But you know, in, in the midst of all of this, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And in Genesis 6 verse 9, it says three qualities there about Noah, that he was a just man, that means he was a righteous man, and he also was perfect in his generations, he was blameless, and he walked with God. And you know what's amazing, I, I wish I had more time, but he was a just man, he was righteous, and when you study scripture, righteousness is love, righteousness is God's character, and he was perfect in his generations, that word perfect, he had um, God's character, perfect, and when you look at God's uh, character that is uh, perfect, you know, it's the fruit of the Spirit, it's love, and he walked with God. And, and Ephesians 5 verse 1, it says how, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. And in Second Peter 2 verse 5, it mentions that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So he was a preacher of not just warning people that a flood is going to come, but he's a preacher of righteousness, of love, of God's character. But then we come to a Lot, and it's amazing when you go to Genesis 13. He, he is, he's attracted 
um, by the land there. He's going closer and closer to Sodom. He's not living there. And the Bible says in Genesis 13, he pitched his tent towards Sodom. But then by the time you get to the next chapter, he's living in Sodom. And we also know in Genesis 19 verse 1, he is in Sodom. So notice, sometimes we can get attracted by Sodom. And so in, in Genesis 18, you have this little story where Abraham is interceding for Sodom. Oh, you know, Lord, spare the city if there's 50 righteous, but there weren't. 40 righteous, but there weren't. Mm. Uh, sorry, 45, then 40, then 30, then 20, then 10 righteous. There were not even 10 righteous people in Sodom. And two angels were sent to Sodom. And the people wanted to know these angels carnally. And so, and you have lots saying, well, Here's my two two daughters. They've never known a man. But as you continue reading the story, and I'm really cutting things short there, here, you have Lot. Um, he even spoke to his sons-in-laws. And these were different daughters than his two daughters who never knew a man. Mm. So he had other daughters. And, and, and he had sons-in-law. And when he spoke to them, they didn't take him seriously. Mm. They thought he was joking. And, and so he then um, gets urged by the angels to get out. He had to be pushed a little bit. And then um, he lingered, the Bible says. And sometimes we could linger for something for a long time, whether it's our family or our possessions. And that's why the Bible says, remember Lot's wife. You know, even though she she she, she left, but she mm. turned around. She became a pillar of salt. Her heart was with Sodom, mm. and 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 let me just summarize everything that we see, uh, things that occurred in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. They ate and drank. Um, and uh, in Ezekiel 16 verse 49 and 50 I even forgot to mention this but it mentions other characteristics of Sodom that there were pride there was fullness of food there was abundance of idleness or laziness there was no help for the poor or needy they were haughty which means arrogant and and not friendly and they were committed to abomination which is idolatry and so you know what's interesting the days of Noah and days of Lot, there's about at least 15 points that we see. There was eating. Today we have TV channels dedicated to, to, to food. There was drinking, marrying wives. There was giving in marriage. They bought. Interesting. We have TV channels dedicated to buying and selling, planting. We have TV channels dedicated to gardening. They built. We have TV channels uh, dedicated to building houses. And I've watched these things. Um, there's materialism. Uh, people will not take you seriously. Pride. Abundance of idleness. Um, no need to help you. But I think the takeaway is this. And I want to finish on this point. In the book, Patriarchs and Prophets, on page 95, it mentions this. It talks about Noah. He built the ark. And he was saved and his family by going inside that ark. And that ark was made of wood. And Christ died on a cross that is made of wood. But this is what Patriarchs and Prophets says on page 95. Noah, it says, all that he possessed, he invested in the ark. And my thing, my, I guess my appeal question is this, are we investing everything for the cause of God? See, you have Noah, he invested everything in the ark. He invested all of his stock in the ark and the ark was floating. Lot was also righteous. The Bible says that in Second Peter chapter 2, but he lost everything. And so I want to encourage us that we invest everything for the cause of God because there's nothing of more importance. Jesus is coming soon. Look up, lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. 
Indeed. Um, that's such a powerful sharing. Um, thank you, Raku, for that. And I hope our listeners have been blessed with your message. Um, just to remind our listeners, the code to um, claim for the, the offer for today, which is the book Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White, is 3MJ6. Text 3MJ number 6, no space in between, to 048 um to get that book. What do you have for us next week on 3MJ? Uh, next week we're going to be looking at uh, the faithful servant and the unfaithful servant and we might see if we get into Matthew chapter 25 with the 10 virgins we'll see how we go okay and tomorrow we have Peter Watts and uh, Peter will be continuing with the series searching for certainty and uh, Peter will be talking about the USA in Bible prophecy that will be a very interesting program so make sure to join Peter and Jason tomorrow to learn more about that um, thank you for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are.